1: Become a wealth creator today. Text money to 800-454-1184. That's money to 800-454-1184.
2: Well, according to the latest reports on inflation, prices continue rising. So how could that impact your future in retirement? Or what about your summer plans? We're going to talk you through that today. Thanks so much for joining us. This is Wealth Creator Radio with Eric Heckman. I want to give you his phone number here right as we start. 800-454-1184. Again, 800-454-1184. He is offering you his book, and that is complimentary, so listen up for that. His book is Worry Less Wealth, and he is also a certified financial planner. I want to make sure you know that. Eric has been helping people just like you for nearly 30 years now. His website, wealthcreatorradio.com. That's wealthcreatorradio.com. And Eric, hello to you.
3: Well, hey, Loanne. It's good to be uh, kind of going over what's happening with the markets and inflation. You know, everything's going up but the markets, right? So, <laughs>
2: Right. Uh,
3: yeah. So it's been a rough shift, and, and you know, I think this is going to be. You know, very likely one of these timeframes, kind of like a 08 to 09, where, you know, we saw a monster shift in the economy and how things changed a bunch. And, you know, lots of times people say, oh, you should just hang in there. Don't make changes. Don't make changes again, it depends on your timeline, depends on what you're doing. And, um, you know, so so there may be some action you need to take and not sit by the sidelines, because if this is just the start of a massive shift in the economy, then you might want to take some changes, right? You want to, you might want to take some action that's going to prevent a a lot uglierness down the road. So especially if you're closer to retirement, I mean, if you're five, 10 years away from retirement, that's when you're you're in that what we call retirement red zone, you got to take some action. And, And so we'll talk about that a little bit more today here
2: okay very good i want to start with some recent figures on inflation i know you've seen these but let me tell everybody else uh in april inflation was at 8.3 percent food prices went up one percent in april it was the 17th consecutive monthly increase in food prices no surprise there airfares this is what we are seeing big time they were up 18.6 percent over the previous month and up 33 percent from a year ago eric
3: yeah, well, I mean, the airfare, of course, probably a little bit, you know, not as accurate because uh, <laughs> airfares were really cheap and people weren't traveling much. Right? Uh, well, so, that's a good point. Uh, that so, is a good point. so yeah, so there, w- there was definitely a, a, a an abnormal drop in 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 pricing, and I think they're kind of getting back to more where they are, and, and probably getting definitely above that because also demand now people are traveling more, having fun, right? So yeah, true. Finally, starting to go out there. So th- that's probably more. I think. COVID related, but yeah, I mean, in terms of, you know, obviously food, gas, everything else has gotten so expensive. And, you know, so that's one of those things where you can't have money sitting in cash at the bank. You can't have money, you know, making nothing in in your savings accounts. Um, I mean, I remember doing an analysis for, for somebody who had some funds with TIA CREF and uh, this was a couple of months ago, but at least at the time, the money market fund was paying 0.0, which is, you know, nothing, (laughs) (laughs) right. I don't know why they have to have the point uh, in there. But uh, it had eight billion dollars according to one of their sheets that, that I'd seen online that you know invested in this fund. Oh my like eight billion? For, at zero? <laughs> oh my, know, yeah, let's of, let's of, make of some money. people's retirement monies and so yeah, so those are things that that you can't be invested in and you know, the other things too is uh, you know, bonds right now with interest rates are gonna be You know, the Fed keeps saying they're going to get even bigger rates, you know, bigger rate hikes, keep doing maybe the half percent instead of the quarter point, which is more traditional. And so they keep doing those rate increases every time. Rates go up. O- older, especially longer-term bonds, will drop really heavily. If they're shorter-term bonds, not as much. But so you know, if you've got one of those twenty thirty funds or something like that, you've got a lot of money in bonds. Uh, you may have just bond funds in your four hundred one k, and those are things that people usually do to have less risk. And now they're losing more money there. So you know, again, it, it is time to to really take action and, and look at you know how you're invested.
2: All right. So you're definitely talking to your clients about inflation and everything. But overall, for uh, you know retirement income, how do you figure that in the strategy?
3: Well, it's something we've always had in there. I mean, even when inflation was abnormally low of, you know, a half to 1% or one and a half and such, uh, we, we'd always run it at 3%, which is pretty much the historical average is somewhere right around there. And so, yeah, you have to have that income not be the one set income, right? You can't just say, Hey, I need 5,000 a month to live. So that's how much I'll have in, you know, 20 years from now also, because that ain't going to feel <laughs> <laughs> like 5,000 today. No. Uh, and so, you know, that mean, you know, we've all been there, all done that, right. Where we said, I remember when, you know, <laughs> you know, this, yeah, you, could get the, you know, get the Baskin Robbins scoops, you know, quarter each scoop. And, yeah. you, know, na- you know, now I don't even Know what how many it? dollars several it is? Dollars, yeah, several yeah. dollars. Yeah, and so you know, all all that stuff changes, and and that's inflation. And so, yeah, if you're not planning that into your income plan, and you're not looking for that, uh yeah, you're gonna it's gonna be a really tough tough retirement because yeah, you're you're not gonna have much money to to really retire on if if that stays even. So you need to have that money not only there paying out but you also have to have some growth on it too. And again, like I said, the, some of those safer areas are the worst places to have money right now. Um that doesn't mean you go out and go crazy and put it all in double zero in the roulette wheel either. <laughs> but what it what it does mean is it need, means you need to have a plan. Uh you know, you have to have the the three types of money. Uh so, you know, the one that most people all know about is the market, you know, so that's stocks, bonds, ETFs, all the stuff in your retirement and your 401k. But you also want to have some steady income money. I mean, our steady income portfolios have been holding steady this whole year. They've, you know, been just kind of uh, making a little bit, but they're not going down. And so that's great. I mean, that's what they're supposed to be there. Have low volatility, pay you good income. That gets you cash flow in retirement. And that's obviously a big, big deal. Even before you retire, though, just having that cash flow. If you have that money coming in every month, hey, guess what? If the market's down, you can take some of that cash and go jump in the market uh-huh. uh, our planning process well you know usually is fifteen hundred dollars but what we've been doing for radio and and also podcast listeners is saying okay here we're going to waive that what we'll do is we'll have that first meeting that worry less wealth talk we'll go over what where you're at right now and then we'll you know if, if you want to go forward and give us uh, all the documents and we can do the analysis then what we'll do is we'll waive that fee that fifteen hundred dollar fee and we'll meet with you go over what your income your investment tax healthcare and legacy plan is, even if you don't think you have one, we'll show you what you have and <laughs> tell you where you're headed. And we'll tell you if it's good or bad or, or you know what things might need to be changed. And then at the end of that second meeting, that's when you actually uh, decide if you want to work with us or not. But by then, you've already gotten a ton of great information about your situation. So you know again, if that's somebody that you, know, you want to do, take some changes, you want to make some action, and you want to say, hey, I need to be protecting myself because I'm retiring soon, That's what you want to do is just give us a call, you know, text us the word visit and we'll send you a link Um, or you can um, go online too. So text the word visit to 800-454-1184. Again, text visit 800-454-1184 or you can book directly online at Wealth Creator Radio.
2: And on that website, make sure you go to the events page because you can select from several different topics that we discuss on our show every weekend and you can attend those events. You're listening to Wealth Creator Radio with Eric Heckman. I'm Luann Fulmer. So as we're talking about ways to deal with inflation today, you know, we hear, you know, oh, Social Security is an inflation adjusted form of income. But it doesn't make our entire retirement inflation proof, right?
3: No, certainly and <laughs> obviously it's it's one of the ones that the government's Always messing around with the formula and trying to keep it lower. <laughs> and, you know, then of course, the little sneaky part is they'll give you a huge raise like people got last year in Social Security, but they even got a higher raise in Medicare premiums. Yeah. So, you know, you get more here and you get a little, you know, but you pay a little bit more here. So, um, so yeah, the, the two offsets. So it is something that's important because for a lot of people, that's going to be a lot of their money that they're getting from the, that Social Security source. But again, it's something where, yeah, you have to have your overall plan accounted for and make sure that that's all in there uh, together. And so that way, you know, you know how much your money is going to be, how much, how long it's going to last, where should you be taking the money, what's the tax ramifications, all that stuff. And, you know, again, that's something we, we do here at Heckman Financial with the um, blueprint to worry less wealth. And so if you want to, uh, us to create that blueprint for you, and that, you know, normally it's $1,500, but like I said, we're still waiving that fee for, for people. So if you want to take advantage of that, just give us a call or even just text us the word visit to 800 454. 1184 again text the word visit 800-454-1184 or go online and book directly at wealthcreatorradio.com
2: we still have so much more to cover today so don't go away this is wealth creator radio with eric heckman
4: do you have an estate plan without it you give up control of what happens to your stuff when you're gone That's why CFP Eric Heckman at Heckman Financial and Insurance Services is offering a free estate planning webinar. Eric will show you some of the most common pitfalls of not having an estate plan. You'll also discover the differences between wills and trusts, how long-term care planning could affect your estate, how to efficiently transfer your assets to the next generation, and much more. To RSVP for this free estate planning webinar with Eric Heckman at Heckman Financial and Insurance Services, go to wealthcreatorwebinar.com. That's WealthCreatorWebinar.com. It doesn't matter the size of your bank account, the square footage of your house, or the price tag of your car, you need an estate plan. RSVP for this webinar today at WealthCreatorWebinar.com. Firm offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered through Heckman Financial and Insurance Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor.
2: Hi, you're listening to Wealth Creator Radio with Eric Heckman. I'm Luann Fulmer. You know, Eric has done this for over 30 years now. And when I say done this, I mean helping people retire. In 2020, Eric, more than half of all Americans were covered by um, some type of life insurance. So a good number of people see life insurance as a really useful tool to protect their families and their loved ones. But what I want to address today, Eric, is not really do I need life insurance, but rather do I need life insurance for my retirement?
3: Yeah, well, life insurance has been always kind of boiled down to two things. Do you do you owe someone, and do you love someone? <laughs> oh. And oh. so, so lots of times when you're, you know, starting out, uh, you know, it's you know a bunch of a mortgage, right? So you want to have enough to cover that that mortgage in case you're gone, and for the rest of your family. And maybe your mortgage is paid down a lot more. The kids are grown, so yeah, there's, it's less dependent on on you being around. Uh, you know, so that's when people start going, "Oh, well, you know, do I still need it? You know, what should I be doing?" Uh, well, there is some some big changes that happen when somebody passes away during you know during retirement. I mean, if you're a married couple and you know one of you passes away, you not only lose that smaller of the two Social Security checks. He also flipped from being married to single filing on the income taxes, and so um I had one client that literally uh, after his wife died, he lost some of her income, some other stuff, so he had made twenty thousand dollars less Oof. but his tax bill was actually twenty dollars more, oh, so it was no. almost his tax bill was almost no different you know it was almost a you know dead even break even type of thing on the taxes but it made $20,000 less. Oh, it's like, no. well, hold it. How can you make so much less and have the same tax bill? Well, right. again, you're no longer married. Now you're single filing. So all those brackets go up way faster. So, you know, that's where sometimes the life insurance can kick in. Uh, the other thing, too, is a lot of the modern policies now, finally, finally, in California, <laughs> it took them a long time, uh, have have uh, long-term care benefits. So life insurance may not actually be about you dying. It might be more about you you know, needing care and, and how to pay for it and not using up all those, those dollars that your surviving spouse may need for their retirement after you're gone. So it can be a, a very useful tool for, for retirement now.
2: Yeah, I love that uh, Life insurance policies can be used for long-term care benefits. So to figure that out, if that's something maybe you might want to use in retirement, what would be some key questions we should ask ourselves?
3: Well, like, like I said, of course, you know, how much do you owe, right? So if you've got a lot of debt, uh, a lot of people nowadays, especially with the tax law being so favorable and when we had interest rates so low, uh, you know, it didn't make sense to pay off that two and a half or 3% mortgage. Now, if you got a newer one, it may, you know, may really make sense to pay it off. (laughs) So, uh, you know, so, so that's one of those things if, yeah, if you owe a lot, um, yeah, you you might need to have that, that life insurance keeps going just because of one person passes away and you lose that Social Security check. Can the remaining income for the surviving spouse still pay for that, that mortgage? Uh, you know, and often it may not be the case. But then also, you know, in terms of just wealth transfer, I mean, the worst tool in the world is IRAs and 401ks to leave behind because, you know, if you if you leave that to the next generation... Uh, you know, your kids have 10 years to blow that money. I mean, literally they have to spend all that money and pay all the taxes on it. So, uh, you know, so that's one of those things where, you know, you don't necessarily want to be doing that for, you know, leaving those types of assets. Whereas if you can leave life insurance where it's tax free. If you do that tax-free money, it's it's all theirs. They can do whatever they want with it. So, you know, there's a lot of benefits to having that. Um, again, you have to be able to figure out how do I pay for it, right? Where does the money come from to fund it and what type of policy it is? Uh, you know, it, it can't be, you know, group insurance that expires when you quit your job. Uh, it can't be term insurance that runs out so there's a lot of things that are, are very different. And so, you know, you have to kind of figure that into your retirement plan. So, you know, that is one of the things that we do here at Heckman Financial is we really help people figure out, what do I need to be planning for? What should I have? And one of the things we've come up with is this great checklist and the checklist kind of goes over, you know, it's kind of like a little quiz in a way, uh, tells you, okay, here's all the areas. What's your score? Yeah. Have you taken care of this? Have you taken care of that? And you know, if you score really, really low, um, <laughs> Guess what? It, it might be something that you you need to be uh, you know taken care of, right? But at least it's better to know that before you retire versus exactly. after. Yeah. So again, you know, if you want to get a copy of that checklist, all you have to do is text the word checklist. Uh, pretty easy. Uh, so te- text the word checklist to eight hundred four five four. Eleven eighty four Again, text word checklist, 800-454-1184. Or go on, online and request it directly at wealthcreatorradio.com.
2: And thanks for joining us. This is Wealth Creator Radio with Eric Heckman of Heckman Financial right here in San Jose. And I'm Luann Fulmer. So we're talking today about key questions that you should ask yourself to try to see whether or not you still need life insurance in retirement. Now, Eric, a lot of people who are trying to retire or who are retiring probably do have life insurance policies already in place. What should they be thinking about?
3: Well, you know, are the policies that they own. Right. So that, that's one of the big ones. Uh, so like I mentioned earlier there, if it's if it's group insurance or term insurance, I mean, term is something that literally is good for a term. Mm-hmm. So if it's mm-hmm. a five year term, guess what? After five years, it goes away. If it's right. a 20 year term, it goes after away after 20 years. Usually, those policies, by the way, uh, say you're paying, you know, a hundred bucks a month. Most of them, I find, go up ten times. (laughs) So that that hundred bucks a month, maybe a thousand a month after that. And so so that's very brutal. And yeah, lots of times, unfortunately, I have these phone calls and discussions with people that will reach out to us and say, hey, you know, I've got this policy. It's expiring. I'm 78. You know, what should I get? It's like uh, not much because it's it, 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 sadly a it, lot of times your you know, your health may not be good enough anymore, but also just the cost would be prohibited. Yeah, know, that, that's, that's the hard part is, is, does this make sense for your situation? Um, and so you usually want to have some sort of permanent insurance. You want to have something that's going to be there for the rest of your life. So again there has to be something that isn't going to run out um if it is a permanent policy and you've had it for a long time uh you want to get what they call an in force illustration IN force um so meaning the policy's not lapsed it's in force uh, and that'll tell you if you know if they run it out from now to until age 100 is it going to still be there because again lots of times I, I have gotten calls with people who have cash value policies that are running out of money in in their you know 80s and lots of times it was cuz they saw a policy that was going to earn 7 or 8% every year and then rates went down to 4 <laughs> and oh. that changed a lot of things it was great for your mortgage but it really was not good for your your life insurance you know so these are some things that to be thinking about is how to pay for these how how are you going to keep them going um you know and then also is it is it Trying to help your surviving spouse more or is it trying to help the next generation? You know, so so there's a lot to be said for when when you're doing this planning.
2: That's what I was going to ask. Are there any other factors we should be thinking about?
3: Well, I mean, the, the probably the biggest one is is the misuse and abuse of life insurance. Uh, I would call it, I guess. Um, you know, some people like to call it the laser fund, or they'll call it LERP, um, which is like mm-hmm. a life insurance retirement plan, or seven seven zero two, which just talks is just a tax code that talks about life insurance so they'll do anything to call it something that it's that they don't have to use the words life insurance <laughs> so that way they can hide it disguise it and, and what are they hiding for what, what are they sheltering for why why are they making up these cutesy terms to not actually say what it is it, you know it, you know reeks of somebody trying to tell you something that's not and trick you into stuff right so um so be careful if you, anybody's trying to use those types of you know goofy terms uh, life insurance can be a great Tool. I mean, if you, especially the overfunded, we've used it a lot for for clients where you put extra money in there, uh, you know, you fund it, you try to keep the life insurance part actually small and you try to overfund it and get a bunch of cash value in there. And it can be a great new tool that can actually pay a lot of tax-free retirement income. So, you know, there is definitely a great advantage to doing it, but the problem is you usually have to fund it for at least five years and you usually need like a 10 year timeline before you start touching the income. But I've seen people where they say, oh, yeah, I'm going to start it in two years or three years. Well, it, it just doesn't have time to build up enough money and, and work. And why did somebody talk them into that? Well, because they got paid a lot of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sadly, that's, that, that's that's the only reason. Right. Uh, you know, and so, the, you know, life insurance can be a really critical tool. Uh, It can make really good sense for long-term care protection. It can, you know, make sense for, you know, tax-free income. There's a lot of great things, but again, it has to be part of an overall plan. If it's not, then how are you going to know if it's right for you? So, you know, again, with here at Heckman Financial, we've got this great thing where we've Built this blueprint to worry less wealth. Uh, we typically charge $1,500, but we've been waiving that for radio listeners and podcast listeners. So, again, if you want to take advantage of that, we'll set up a first uh, phone call just to find out what your situation is. And then we'll go from there and we'll actually create that blueprint for you that'll tell you where you are in terms of income planning, investment planning, taxes, healthcare, and legacy. And then we'll know what tools are right for you, what tools are wrong, and where you should be taking action and what things you should not be doing. You know, once you have that data, that knowledge, then it's so much easier to to figure out what you should be doing versus just taking what people say. Uh, Now we at least have some evidence to say, oh, yeah, this makes sense for my situation. So, again, if that's something you want to take advantage of, all you have to do is text the word VISIT, 800 454-1184. Again, text the word VISIT, 800-454-1184, or go online to wealthcreatorradio.com.
2: Eric will explain what IULs are and how they work, if they could make sense for you. That's all coming up next. So stick around for more of Wealth Creator Radio and Eric Heckman.
1: Do you find yourself thinking about your nest egg? A lot? You know exactly how much you've saved, but... Is it all yours?
2: Hi, we're so glad to have you join us. This is Wealth Creator Radio with Eric Heckman, who is a well-known speaker and author, and he's here to give you guidance for everything that you do too, and then all the way through retirement. He wants to help you worry less. We're talking today about questions that you need to ask yourself to try to determine if you still need life insurance in your retirement years, so Eric, what we're learning today is that because your financial needs are different in retirement, so are your insurance needs, right? Yeah,
3: certainly. I mean, there's like we talked about earlier. Yeah, there's things where you know you're talking about: do you owe money? Do you need to cover a mortgage? Do you have young kids? But then, of course, as you're aging and stuff, you. Don't have. Hopefully, those young kids living at home. Hopefully, they've got you know at least you kicked them out if, if they hadn't moved out on their own, right? Uh, I got three sons, so yeah. yeah, they better not all end up being at my Back house. Forever. At your house, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, but but then yeah, there's other things like long-term care, retirement income, uh, you know, just tax-free growth of money. So so there's a lot of other reasons uh, that you you might need to have the life insurance there that are very different from when you were buying it, you know, say in your 20s, 30s, or 40s.
2: One of the life insurance options that we often hear about um, is that indexed universal life, or IULs. So I want to talk about that. Explain to us how it works, please.
3: The original policies were kind of more like... uh 30 year f- fixed mortgage kind of thing so that's, that's the easier way to th- kind of show show the differences so the I and mean, you're talking about whole life whole life was where you actually invested in that company so you know if you like I started my career with New York Life so if you owned a policy in New York Life you literally owned kind of a little piece of that company and you were dependent on them for paying you dividends and giving you the money then in the 80s, E.F. Hutton, if you remember, when yeah. they talk, everybody listens. Everybody
2: right? listens, yes.
3: <laughs> so if you're old enough to know that commercial, they actually came out with the first in, um, first Universal Life. And so these are much more like a variable rate mortgage where things were now you know, kind of separated out more. With Universal Life, you have this this cost of insurance that you see, you have the earnings that you see, and it's a lot more visible. But that was in the Jimmy Carter days, the high interest rates. And then once those rates dropped, everybody's like, whoa, that's not working so good. (laughs) And then they had variable life, which was in the stock market. But again, you're trying to make this money be more guaranteed and grow. So those were had so much fees and costs that you know finally, everybody realized that indexing was the was the way to go and so the big difference here is the universal life part it means is you see the fees you see the costs so everything's kind of broken out so you can really see see like how much is the cost of insurance how much is the cost of running the policy uh, that's literally every annual statement shown to you you know for what what all those costs are but the big difference here is instead of your money getting a set rate from the insurance company or being based on the insurance company's performance, now they're, they're making it off some stock market index. So, of wow. course, like S&P 500, the you know, main index that most people use. So, say if the, the cap was 10%, what that means is they'll pay you anywhere from 0 to 10% if the stock market does that from usually what they call an annual point-to-point. So, if it was June 1st to June 1st the next year, they'll look back over that year, how did that money do? You know, how did that grow? And then they'll pay you anywhere from zero to ten percent. Now, if the market did eleven, twelve, fifteen, twenty, whatever, you don't get that. <laughs> you know, you, you only get ten percent. Yeah, yeah, but ten on something that's guaranteed is pretty dang good, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um now what happens if it goes the other direction, right? Uh, if it goes negative, something. Well, the neat thing there is, you don't lose a dime. You just earn zero. Mm-hmm. But now you start it over, and guess what? That starting point's a lower starting point. Well. Typically, after the market drops, it usually will rebound eventually, and so huh. you know now that you've got locked in that lower number, it's really easy to have a higher percentage gain that next year, even if the market doesn't come back to where it was again, it's only from that's like a one year sprint, it's not a marathon, huh. so you're just looking from year to year to see how your money did and so yeah so these these can be really good policies to earn some pretty decent money that's the good part, uh, obviously it has the, the life insurance aspect too. you know, don't forget that. Right. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> yeah. uh, and so typically there's you know, a couple ways that works. One is you have a flat death benefit. So if you started off, say at, you know, a $500,000 death benefit, if you build up a hundred thousand of cash value, it may still be 500, which means as your cash value grows, you're getting less and less life insurance. Uh, the other way is you can do it yeah, you know, your cash value plus your death benefit, and so that those kind would be if you had a hundred thousand of cash value and the death benefit is five hundred, you know, now it's six. So, you know, that's one of those things where again, that's a cost item. Uh, if you're buying more insurance, of course, it costs more. So, if you're trying to have that that death benefit grow, then that may make sense. But if you're trying to get the cash value to grow a lot, lots of times you want the life insurance to actually be smaller, which sounds counterintuitive. <laughs> but uh, basically, the the government said if you if you have too much money because people basically in the 80s were being really abusive of life insurance they were dumping in tons of money they'd dump in like 100 grand into a $5000 000- Uh, insurance policy at the time that was paying 12%, you know, tax free. Uh, Well, that was pretty good deal. (laughs) And so, uh, but then the the government's like, hold it, if you're dumping 100,000 into a $5,000 policy, this is not life insurance. This is just a tax dodge. So they do have these limits that say, okay, you have to have so much uh, death benefit compared to your cash value. So, you know, again, there's little things, little nuances. What I find is a lot of people who sell these don't tell people these nuances. They don't tell them the pros and cons of how it's designed. And a lot of times they're designing it so they make the most commission for themselves, which, you know, again, is not the thing you want. So you want somebody who's more of a fiduciary advisor, somebody who knows this in and out and can design it for what you're looking for. So, you know, again, that's one of those things that, you know, if you wanted to set up a time to, to just talk and go over this, see if what some people call the Laser Fund or Life Insurance Retirement Plan or 7702, all these goofy names, it's life insurance, people. It's Index Universal Life Insurance. It's... You know, not the super great IUL. It's just a good product, good tool. But again, like everything, it's got its pros and cons. So, again, if that's something you want to set up a time and talk, we can go through that and go over that that for you to see if it makes sense for your situation. So, you know, if you want to set up a time, all you have to do is text the word VISIT. 800 454 1184. This could be you know, virtual on the phone, whatever. But again, text the word visit 800 454 1184. Or you can book directly online at Wealth Creator Radio.
2: And this is Wealth Creator Radio with Eric Heckman of Heckman Financial. I'm Luann Fulmer. So you kind of have taken us through, we kind of have a good idea of what's good and bad, but I don't know, can you, you want to go into kind of a list of pros and cons of an indexed universal life insurance policy?
3: Well, like I said, I mean, they, they can be really great, but people forget or, you know, conveniently ignore and, and don't mention much or or, or how, whatever terms you want to use. I mean, uh, there's one guy who gave up his insurance license, so that way he can have a radio show, print books, talk about life insurance, you know, endlessly index life insurance. Um, but his whole family's license, and then they'll sell you the stuff. But since he has no license, he can say whatever he wants and get away with it. So, uh So, so yeah, you, you want to make sure you're, you know, doing the right thing. I mean, I've seen some of their proposals that they'd had and i sent it to their compliance at the one company and they were shocked that they were using these things (laughs) and so uh yeah so you got to be careful of how it's being approached it can be a great tool to build up money but it takes time it is not you know this is not uh you know some uh you know strike it rich or you know meme stock type thing this is very slow this is more tortoise than the hare type of thing Mm -hmm. so uh you know most of the policies are good after 10 years. Uh, You usually need to fund them for at least five years, uh, maybe even up to 10. Uh, But if you're trying to get money and have great earnings and stuff after one or two years, the costs are are just too much, um, you know, initially. So the costs get really watered down over time, but there are some upfront costs that that happen. And so, you know, again, that's one of those things where it's all about about expectations, right? I mean, if you're trying to use a, a tool that you know, is not designed. I mean, if you're trying to do 80 miles an hour in a golf cart, good luck, right? <laughs> right. I mean, you can try all you want. It ain't going to happen. So um, so if you're trying to make this be super high flying, it's not. It's going to be a slow growth type vehicle, but it can be a great tool to build up a lot of tax-free cash and, and be a really great source to, to do that. But again, you got to have somebody who knows what they're doing, not somebody just sold your friends and then they're going to be out of the business in six months or, you know, something like that. Somebody who's, a fiduciary base advisor like we are here at Heckman Financial. So, uh, you know, again, if you want to figure out, hey, what is all this life insurance things about? Should I be doing it? Should I be using it? You know, we'll give you all the all the real story. And then you can decide, hey, is this for me or not? So again, if you want to set up a time to talk, just uh, text the word visit 800-454-1184. Again, text the word visit 800-454-1184, 800 454 1184 or book directly online at wealthcreatorradio.com.
2: Wealth Creator Radio and Eric Heckman will be right back.
4: Do you have an estate plan? Without it, you give up control of what happens to your stuff when you're gone. That's why CFP Eric Heckman at Heckman Financial and Insurance Services is offering a free estate planning webinar. Eric will show you some of the most common pitfalls of not having an estate plan. You'll also discover the differences between wills and trusts, how long-term care planning could affect your estate, how to efficiently transfer your assets to the next generation, and much more. To RSVP for this free estate planning webinar with Eric Heckman at Heckman Financial and Insurance Services, go to WealthCreatorWebinar.com. That's WealthCreatorWebinar.com. It doesn't matter the size of your bank account, the square footage of your house, or the price tag of your car, you need an estate plan rsvp for this webinar today at wealthcreatorwebinar.com firm offers insurance services investment advisory services offered through heckman financial and insurance services inc a registered investment advisor
3: welcome back to wealth creator radio this is eric heckman of heckman financial got my monthly contributor here drew frampton from o2 mortgage and we'll be talking about you know should you be buying what should you be looking at and more so good to have you here drew
5: Eric, I really appreciate
3: it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, you know, for for people that maybe they've been renting for a while and and they're looking at the markets and they're saying, okay, things are changing around. You know, I wanted that big, huge house, but you know, should I buy a condo? (laughs) Right. (laughs) I just literally had this discussion with uh, one of my clients uh, that, you know, the daughter wanted this bigger house and it's like, yeah, it's just it costs too much. She, she probably needs to get a little bit more reality check and go to the condo level. So what's kind of like the thought process or the process you take people through when they try to figure out should they buy or not?
5: Yeah, that's a great question. And it's it multifaceted for sure. Um I have my canned <laughs> my canned uh, advice that I give out and I, I give it out no matter what the market is. So people kind of sometimes are a little skeptical because I say it's always a good time to buy. And they look at me like, oh, gosh, here we go. Here's the sales pitch. Um, but it's always a good time to buy if you have a few conditions in place. right? So, you know, whether you should buy a big old house or a condo, my thought process is, you know, look at the long-term, right? Can you stay in that home for five to 10 years? If you buy a condo and you're going to outgrow it in a year, you know, that that's a little bit more risky than I'm comfortable as far as advice goes. So I usually tell people, you know, rule of thumb, right? There's, there's certainly ways that, you know, you can break these rules of thumb, but for the most part, look at a outlook of somewhere around five to 10 years. Um, and, Hopefully, if there is any kind of down market, you can wait those times out and then sell when it's when it's the right time for you.
3: Yeah. And I mean, really, I tell people that pretty much the same with stocks. I mean, really, you should, <laughs> you really should have a five year outlook on, on when you're investing in stocks because there's downturns. yeah, you know, And usually for most real estate and stock market cycles. Five years is usually covers most of the downturns. There's definitely some that go longer for sure. So ain't going to be perfect. But in terms of like, if they do that five year outlook, I mean, mm-hmm. should should they try to go to that biggest possible house or you know, whatever you want to call it, lower down their dreams or something and, <laughs> you know, and, you know, and take the little bit smaller place. And uh, I mean, what, what do you usually say on that?
5: There's kind of two schools of thought. I kind of run them simultaneous, which is figure out what you qualify for and then figure out what's affordable for you. The qualification, that's a lender's comfort level. right? And a lot of times these days when I meet with my clients, I'll show them what they qualify for and they go, no, can't do that. That's crazy. Who would ever do that? So it's a lot of times higher than what you're comfortable with, uh, but it's good to know that there is a parameter for the lender. On the flip side, figure out what You're comfortable with on a monthly payment. And, you know, Eric, we've had these discussions that might change depending on interest rates. So, figuring out, you know, all right, I pay a a good starting place is how much do you pay in rent today? And then what would your mortgage payment, including your insurance and property taxes, look like? A lot of times that's higher, but there's some other built in features that will effectively lower that like possible tax savings you know the fact that you're paying down you know a debt as opposed to just paying the landlord and then as well you know you, you're going to have some some hedge against inflation and rent hikes and things like that so look at affordability through that lens and make sure you're not gonna sell the dog and cancel cable and never eat out again right um,
3: I have a nice big house that you can't afford to furnish because uh, you't leave any <laughs> money for you know living and lifestyles or yeah. You know, right. Or barely can turn on the utilities.
5: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm a parent now, and um, when I was young, I didn't value sleep as much, but now sleep's <laughs> really important. <laughs> it's very if you're gonna important. Buy a yes. home that's going to keep you up. Don't do it, in my opinion.
3: And like you said, as long as you're going to be there for a few years, you know, you can either sell it or just rent it out. You know, when you want to, you know, move on.
5: Absolutely. Yeah. And your first house doesn't have to be your forever house. It can just be that. It can be your first house. And then what's great about real estate. Is you'll have so many options. You can do like what your client did, where they you know kept the home, had it as a rental property. You know that's a great part of their whole portfolio. They can sell it, and take that equity, and buy the next place. You have lots of options, and that's that's what I like about real estate is just all the options that you would have. Um, and sometimes they're they're tax, you know, advantaged options. As far as, you know, if you sell real estate, you're not going to be paying as much capital gains. Um, if it's a primary residence, there's just some really interesting things that you should look into, um, when making this, but yeah, absolutely. You can ease into it and figure it out. And that way, if let's say the market does take a dive at year four, you can say, well, you know what? The monthly payments are very affordable. And until I sell, it doesn't really matter what the value of the house is.
3: No, exactly. And again, we're, we're talking to Drew Frampton from O2 Mortgage. This is uh, Wealth Creator Radio listening to Eric Heckman here. So, you know, and the other thing, too, is uh, for retired people, sometimes maybe they're renting for a long time or maybe they had a lifestyle change, divorce or whatever. And, uh, you know, maybe they got remarried now and, and they want to go into to buying that house. And. Lots of times it's a little tougher, a little funkier to to apply for a house when you don't have that normal, you know, every two week paycheck coming in and, and it's retirement income. So what are the things that, that, you know, retirees need to figure out if they're trying to buy a house?
5: Absolutely. And that's a great question. So, you know, lenders, they have some criteria that they look at. Your credit scores, your um, down payment, you know, the assets that you have. Um, you know, the collateral for the loans, the the house itself, right? Is there you know, leaks coming through the ceiling or holes in the floor, right? So if all of those have been checked off, right, then the big thing that a lender is going to be looking at is what we call your debt to income. So the monthly debt that you have, right? So we're looking at car loans and, you know, if you co-sign for a student loan, credit card bills, right? The monthly amount that you pay, as well as the housing payment, and we look at your income, and you know if you don't have that two-week steady paycheck coming in, then a lender is going to have to do something else to figure out can you pay back these debts? Can you make these these timely payments? Um, so there's a few ways. One, you can, you can you know pull money out of retirement and set up some sort of reoccurring withdrawal. We can actually just if you have enough money in different accounts, we can just look at those assets in the account and do some sort of arithmetic to say, well, you've got, you know, a million dollars in the bank and if we, you know, divide that by three hundred and sixty months of housing payments, you've got plenty to make these mortgage payments, right? There's a few different ways, but a lender is ultimately gonna come up with some sort of way to come up with a monthly income number.
3: Yeah. And so, I mean, I think that's kind of the the key is knowing the process, knowing, well, really talking to somebody who knows what they're doing. Because some of these situations, sometimes you run into, you know, just those little online, you know, companies that they don't really, you know, if if you don't fit in their little box, they're just not going to be a a good source for you. And they're not going to give you the right information or maybe have the right tools or the right, right, you know, resources to to redirect you to, you know, different investors and different, you know, banks to, to use. Right. Absolutely. So in in terms of, you know, your process if somebody does want to, you know, maybe look to buy or figure that out and and mm-hmm. no matter what their situation if it's first time or if it's, you know, who knows how many times <laughs> in retirement, <laughs> your know, house, uh you know, what's the best way for them to to get a hold of you and, and and go through your process?
5: Absolutely. Give us a call at 408-610 3210 again that's 408 610 3210 we like to make a plan with you you're going on a trip it's called buying a home or refinancing let's plan early cuz we don't want to get to the you know the gate and realize oh no my my passport's expired or something like that so you know plan early give us a call it's never too early 408 610
3: 3210 so yeah again uh, you know you we have his info and, and more at uh, wealthcreatorradio.com. But, uh, you yeah, it was great talking to you, Drew, here, and we'll have you back on next month.
5: Fantastic. Thanks so much, Eric.
3: Well, with that, we'll be right back on Wealth Creator Radio.
1: Do you find yourself thinking about your nest egg a lot? You know exactly how much you've saved, but is it all yours?
2: Hi, you're listening to Wealth Creator Radio with Eric Heckman, and Eric is in his 28th year of helping people have remarkable retirements. He is a certified financial planner, also a chartered financial consultant. So he has the licenses behind him, and it's Eric's passion to give you solid, independent advice about your own retirement strategy. So we've come to this time in our show where Eric gives us a story. It could be a wealth success story or it could be a financial fail. And today, Eric, you have a nice lesson, a wealth success story for us to listen to and kind of an example to see how things can work out for the best.
3: Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, a lot of people are looking at should I downsize or not, and you know, what's the pros and cons. And you know, there's kind of two types of downsizing. I think there's one where you you leave the area and you go maybe to some place you've always wanted to live or some place just cheaper to live. (laughs) And so, uh, I've had plenty of clients move to Nevada because it's you know income tax free or Washington State or Texas or some place like that. Or you know, even places that aren't, but maybe it's the like the Sierra Foothills or some place like, like that where it's a little bit more moderate temperature and uh, a little prettier kind of scenery. But, you know, the one that kind of came to mind is I've got a client who, you know, she's always worked around the valley here. She wanted to stay near her, all of her friends. Uh, so she decided to, you know, downsize. She had a small place in Mountain View, but since it's close to, you know, Google and Facebook, it's worth way too much. Oh, wow. And so, you know, she was able to sell that. Downsize, pay cash for a condo, um, downtown here, actually not too far from our offices. And, you know, now the nice thing is she's got, you know, so much extra money sitting there from that, that, you know, she's not gonna have to worry for the rest of her life. I mean, she didn't have a pension. She may have not Hmm. probably saved quite as much as she should have over the years, but because of this downsizing now, you know, it's no problem for her to be retired and stay retired. And so, I mean, it's a great way because now she's fine financially, you know, no mortgage anymore. Uh, So that means right now while she's still working for the last couple of years here, she's got plenty of extra income. Not freaking out and not going. Okay, how, how am I going to do this, or how am I going to survive, and and all those types of issues that you know people normally are doing. And and so you know, once she's done that, we we do an income plan and we say, okay, here's how your income is going to run out for the rest of the life. Here's you know how much money you can be spending. And of course, she doesn't need us quite as much income because she doesn't have a mortgage, yeah. right? And so now she's got this you know pile of money there that's going to be there. She's we've done the income plan. Now we're looking at the investments, how are we going to keep that money, some of the guaranteed safe from loss. And you know, combining all that is a way to get that blueprint to worry less wealth. And that's what we've been able to do for her. It's something we can do for you if you want to have that, that process done. No cost, no obligation right now. It's 800-454-1184. Again, 800-454-1184 or book directly online at wealthcreatorradio.com. That's all for this week's show. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Talk to you then.
6: Information provided during Wealth Creator Radio is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.